broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Chattanooga, Tennessee, it's time for Chattanooga Business Radio. Now, here are your Business Radio X hosts. Yes, indeed. Here we are once again, another exciting episode of Chattanooga Business Radio. On the 24th day of September 2015, we have a very informative and exciting guest lineup here today. So we're looking forward to hearing their story and how they're out there changing the world. Let's first introduce to my radio right, Stephanie Hayes. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. And you're a project manager, Startup Week. How's that going? It's great. Um, Startup Week comes around in about two weeks, and we have over 100 events right now. So it's going to be a busy, busy week here is, in Chattanooga. Is this the first week of Startup Week? Is, first time for Startup Week? It's the second time in Chattanooga. Oh. They're happening all over the country, but this is Chattanooga's second Startup Week. And you're going to be featuring businesses here in the Chattanooga community uh, who are in that startup phase. Mm-hmm. We'll feature businesses, supporters, investors, people that are just interested. It's, it's kind of a big community event for everybody. Sounds good. Please uh, stick with us as we also introduce our other guest here to my radio left, Mary Cedric. Good morning. Good morning. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. Very Thank good. You. And you are the director of the Women's Business Center, right? That is correct. And that's yes. located here in Chattanooga? Yes, here in Chattanooga at 535 Chestnut Street, Suite 161. And how long have you been with that organization? I've been with them about three and a half years. Very nice. And so the director, you're you're the top of the heap over there, right? So people come to you for answers. (laughs) Yes, and we have partners that help us answer those questions. You do. (laughs) Yes. So we look forward to hearing more about your role in the business over there at the Women's Business Center and the partners that are supporting it. Thank you. All right. And uh, right out of the gate, our headlining act here today is Christina Montague. She's managing partner of The Jump Fund. How are you doing, Christina? I'm great. Thanks for having me. My pleasure. And uh, tell us a little bit about The Jump Fund. The Jump Fund is a women-run investment fund. We're angel investors who invest in early-stage startups uh, that are women-led across the Southeast. So women startup businesses, women-only businesses, are businesses that are helping women. Nope, they don't have to necessarily be helping women. We have all sorts of different businesses. They need to be women-led. Women have to have significant equity in their company. And we're talking about growth ventures. So we're talking about um, investments that we make that could potentially grow and scale um, to upwards of twenty million, and so this is then when they're in the really startup phase, or whether they're looking for funding or, or guidance on on a business plan, or should they have that all together before they need to have it all together before they come and see us? Okay, we do a little bit of um, one off coaching, but uh, the people like Mary and some mm-hmm. others in town are are really that we're we're about the capital. So once they've got their business model established and kind of w- the direction they want to go, then they come see you at the Jump Fund to provide them capital to take their business to the next level. Ideally, I mean, we are an angel investment fund, so we're looking for the best opportunity for our portfolio. So we are critical investors and we currently have nine companies in our portfolio that have made it through our process that we've invested in all around the Southeast. And nine companies. Uh, what are some of the, what are they doing, uh, some of these companies? Well, we have um, a company out of Atlanta that we recently invested in called PartPick and they are uh, developing visualization technology software for parts recognition. So they're actually looking at a, a screw or a bolt and um, looking at all aspects of it kind of at, from a 3D angle as well as um, how, you know, how it's formed. And so you could walk into a Home Depot with your screw and have an exact match for that screw made by this technology. Interesting. That's a lot like 3D printing, I would imagine. 
Yes, but they're not 3D printing. They're just visualization. Visualization. Mm-hmm. So they, they make actual mock-ups of these uh, items, uh, something you can look at? And No, they take all of the inventory right now and upload it into their database so that you, when you walk in, it can make a 98% match. I see. Mm-hmm. So uh, so you're helping these uh, interesting companies out. And then it's just primarily the capital, like you said, that gives them? Or is there business coaching or mentoring also involved? Well, we like to say that we're looking for companies that we can provide added value to beyond just the capital. So we do um, come in really early. And so we're looking at companies that are partners or the group of our network, which is over 50 um, investors in our fund can provide or even beyond that um, so that we, we could have some active participation. We um, serve on the boards of over half of our companies. So we take a really active involvement in them at a pretty early stage in their development. As they grow and develop and need more capital, um, we try to hang in there as investors, but um, sometimes they, they even outgrow us. Mm-hmm. Um, we have one that has an investment from Silicon Valley. And so they're you know really taking it to the next level and, and have advisors from all over the country. Interesting. And, and what is your background? Have you always been an angel investor? Or no. I mean, what, where, <laughs> uh, how did you come to the jump? Fund? I came to this rather organically. I actually came recently from the business school. I was the assistant dean there oh. um, and saw a lot of young women coming through with um, that were or were not entrepreneurship majors, were thinking about starting their own business. But really, I didn't feel like there was a real path for them yet in town. Um, and so uh, our partners and I about four years ago, started talking about this, where are the women in our entrepreneurial ecosystem, and we really wanted to do something about it. And when we got together and kind of did more thinking on it and had some advisors, um, we gathered around and they said, you know, the, the, the game changer is money. Mm-hmm. So if you could get together some capital, you could really change the game for women, not just in our community, but across the Southeast. So that's what we um, set about doing and raised a two and a half million dollar fund about a year and a half ago. And then um, since then have been investing we, we invest as far away as Louisville and even Charleston, but we try to stay as close as we can so we can have our hands on most of the companies. And maybe you can tell our listeners why it's so important that we support women entrepreneurs. Well, women um, are the least likely ones to have access to capital on a variety of levels. So even at the very early um, stage of like a lifestyle business, it's difficult to get bank loans or SBA loans. Mary and I, we've been talking about this recently in a smaller group. Um but then as you grow, you know, or you're looking at a growth venture, equity or investment capital from the angel side, whether that's individuals or group, is very hard to come by for women. Um, you see, hear a lot of the horror stories out of Silicon Valley that um, there's a lot of dis- discrimination and even um, some uh, stories about how women have been um, sort of relegated to second class status mm-hmm. as far as getting investment. So, um there are some groups around the country who are looking at that, and there are some individual venture capitalists who actually are saying women are actually making better investments in their portfolio, and so they're turning a lot more of their resources, if not all of them, to just invest in women. So we felt like there was a real arbitrage opportunity yeah. out there. Um, if if women are actually possibly better at this early stage um, growth venture, um, you know, growing a, a, a really strong company, then um, and there aren't as many people investing in them, then our resources could go a lot further mm-hmm. and we could make some really strong investments. So that's, that's the theory that we're working on. But 
across the country, women just are not anywhere near getting the kind of capital that men are in this. No, and, and that's the story we've heard here on the Business Radio Network um, for many of our shows, especially in the Atlanta area, where we have women entrepreneurs who come through, particularly in the science and technology arena, who are not getting the opportunities or even their voices heard often enough and may have good ideas or good business plans, but they're not having the resources to execute those plans. Yeah, and a lot of um, angel investment arenas about the network that you know, right? And um, there have been a lot of studies done. There's one at Harvard that was recently done about people invest in who they know and who they feel comfortable with. So if the majority of investors are male Mm -hmm. and actually are white males, Mm -hmm. then they're most likely to invest in people that look a lot like them um, or that they can relate to. And so we're trying to change the game by bringing women investors to the table. So that kind of changes the dynamic on the investor side and then really focusing only on women-led companies, which is a very different take than most investors are taking. No, certainly. And women bring a completely, uh, you know, different perspective to the you know, the C-suite or the entrepreneurial uh, startup than men do. They, they just look at it holistically differently and could be a real asset. Uh, and if they're not funded correctly or supported correctly, that idea may never, you know, see its full, you know, full growth potential. Right. And we're actually one of our um, tenants is that we look for gender diverse teams. So we're not looking for an all female led company necessarily, but we want to see um, strong leadership from women. So some of our leaders, some of our women in the companies are COOs, um, not necessarily the CEO or founder, but they have a significant stake and a significant decision making position within the company. And we really feel like that just makes a stronger company to have more perspectives um, on your product, on you know the service that you're providing mm-hmm. um, in the marketplace, because um, over 80% of all consumer decisions, including electronics and technology, are made by women. Really? Mm-hmm. That, that's, that number 80%. seems quite a high to it me. It seems very even high. Even cars. 80%. Isn't that crazy? That is. <laughs> I wouldn't believe it unless you told me. That, but since <laughs> you said it, I believe it. many stats out there that it. prove it. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> well, we're talking with Christina Montague. She's managing partner of the Jump Fund, located right here in Chattanooga. Uh, you mentioned right before you we went on the air, you have an event coming up called the Angel Summit. Tell right. us about that, we're please. We're really excited to partner with a group called Startup Angels out of Washington, D.C. They chose Chattanooga among several other cities to host their um, most current um, Angel Summit US. The last two were in Dallas and Madrid. Uh, There was a global one in Madrid. So we're really excited that Chattanooga was chosen as the next destination. It's going to happen during Startup Week, which Stephanie is going to talk about. So it's a specific conference for investors. So it is a ticketed program um, that will draw over 200 investors from around the country um, and has some really amazing speakers. Um, Mark Kwame from Drive Capital, who's in Columbus, used to be with Sequoia Capital. Um, Clara Stieg with Revolution Ventures. Um, Scott Case, not Steve Case, but Scott Case. Um, from Priceline. And so I think there's some really um, amazing speakers that are coming and really great content for investors. Anybody who's interested in angel investing and in, interested in startup investing, whether you're an individual angel or with a group, would really benefit from coming to this event. So it's an event to meet other angel investors to see what they're going through or what's worked for them in the past or where they could take their investments in the future. It's not really a pitch type uh, scenario where businesses are, are looking for investors and uh, would come to the event. No, it's really just focused on education and training of investors, which is a really important part of what we do with the Jump Fund because we have most of our um, women coming into the fund have not been angel investors in the past. So um, we are really focused on that and really like 
liked the tenets of the Startup Angels, one of their goals is to have a million new angels created. Wow. Um, and so that is why they do these summits and a lot of their education and training program because a, a lot of it is kind of myth-busting. You know, how mm -hmm. do you get into this? How is this investing different than your other portfolio investing? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, being able to take that risk at, with an educated perspective. Yeah, so if you're interested in learning more about you know, what it takes to be an angel investor and educate yourself and get some good training, you can uh, sign up for the Angel Summit, which is happening October 13th and 14th here in Chattanooga. How would folks sign up for that? You can just Google Angel Summit or look for angelsummitus.io. That's the direct um, link to that. Or you could um, look up any of our partners in Startup Week and it has a link on, on their site as well. Excellent. Now, once somebody comes in and signs up with the Jump Fund and, and they're starting to get funding how does that process look for them do they just get the money and then you leave them alone or is there like check-in times with this company to make sure they're progressing nicely what does that look like so we're really hands-on with our companies we want to know um what they're doing as much yeah. as possible at all times a lot of our companies are very good at reporting out at least on a monthly basis to their investors a lot of times we just have uh monthly or even weekly calls depends on on uh, how that works. I'm on the board of FEATS here, which is located in the Business Development Center. And so we um, have regular board meetings. And then, you know, Lucy just shoots me an email about something she's needing or, or needs help with. So we kind of tap into our network for that. Um, right after this, I'm on a call, a shareholders meeting call with one of our companies in Charleston, Dynepic. So that's the kind of thing that we do. We have seven general partners who run the fund and all of us um, have kind of taken on two or three of the companies as the direct liaison for mm -hmm. that company. So that company has a point person to go to. And then how long do you stay with the company? Do they reach a certain revenue growth? Until they make us some money. <laughs> well, I know, but is there like a, 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 a number? You say, okay, we're done with you and move on. Good luck. Or is there continuing support as they grow? Well, in early stage growth ventures, what you're looking for is, uh, you know, exit potential at some point. So we're looking at all our, our companies saying, we're looking at a three to three to seven year possibly trajectory with you. We want you to have you know, a clear path that may change over time to exit. We're, um, you know, all going to be focused on getting a return on our investment, the, both the founders and the investors. Mm -hmm. So we're all driving toward that. You know, we're not interested in a company that's um, a generational company or something that's just going to be hung on to for years and years that the founder never wants to let go of. So we're looking at who might be an acquirer of that company. Is there a private equity firm that might be interested in this? Is there another business mm -hmm. that um, wants this kind of technology to incorporate into them? Um, so ideally, that's your exit. Now, mm -hmm. when you're an angel investor, you know you have to build a portfolio uh, of a broad-based group of companies so that any one of them, if they fold on you, you know, the other ones could potentially yes. carry that. So you're really, um, it's, it's, you're kind of hedging your bets on your, a lot of your companies. Mm -hmm. We want all of our companies to su succeed and we work hard to, to try to help them in that. Mm -hmm. But, um, in the end, you know, this is, this is kind of a dog eat dog <laughs> no, it, it, world out there with early stage ventures. And if your product doesn't end up flying or you can't find the, you know, you're just really not good at sales and marketing. We, we feel like we pick really strong management teams and all of our companies have been progressing since we've invested in them. But, you know, that's really only been about a year now. So we have mm -hmm. a little ways to go. Mm -hmm. Um, some have actually had, you know, some offers to acquire, not where we, are interested yet. So we usually say no, but, um, that, you know, that's good to, to at least have the, the bites out there on, mm -hmm. on your companies. And what about you in the future with the jump fund? Where do you see the organization growing over the next year or more? Are you looking to take on more, uh, you know, startups and investing in them or are you hopefully are okay? I mean, wh what's the future for well, the jump fund? Well, this first fund really had about a three year trajectory of investment. So we're at about, um, year one and a half. So right okay. in the middle of that, um, we will probably take on, um, 
you know, potentially three to maybe five more companies, depends on the size of our investments. Um, we also, every fund saves some money for follow-on capital. So as your company's growing, they're going to need more mm-hmm. money and you want to stay in that. So your equity can, uh, you can kind of still keep your piece of the pie. So we have to be really strategic about that. You know, there's, um, you know, the, the next step is what, what do we do? Do we do another fund? Do we do an accelerator program? What do we do? And there, we have had been having conversations about that, but that's, we don't yeah, know you still yet. got a ways yeah. to go, yep. right? Like you said, in the, in the middle of, uh, and have some wins. We need to have some wins. Yeah. Some big time wins. Yeah. We certainly hope that, uh, some of these just pay off big time for that's you, right. uh, in the jump fund. Um, so if you're a woman entrepreneur and you're looking to uh, take your business to the next level and need some guidance, the jump fund can help you, whether you're here locally in Chattanooga or around the Southeast, as you mentioned. You're helping many businesses everywhere. So if uh, some of our listeners are, are interested, how can they find out more information about you and your services over there? Right. I encourage everybody to go to our website and really understand a little better about the criteria we're looking for in a business um, because not all businesses are the right fit for mm-hmm. our investment. So that's at www.thejumpfund.com. Um, there's also a place there that if you need more information after looking at that, you can just ping us and, and look for more information. But then you start the process. If you think you're ready, there's an application process. Right there online. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you have to have all your financials, your financial projections in. You have to have your pitch deck. You have to be ready to go because if we actually like you, we're going to call you in to pitch. And so then you really have to be ready. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, if you're not prepared to take your business to the next level, don't call the jump fund. They are are looking for those who are ready to jump and uh, take that next level. So also follow them on Twitter at the jump fund or you can email Christina directly at K Montague. I spell K-M-O-N-T-A-G-U-E at thejumpfund.com. And also remind our listeners about the Angel Summit going on October 13th and 14th. Should be an exciting time for anyone who just wants to come and be part of that atmosphere. I think that's uh, uh, kind of a neat deal. So thank you, Christina, for joining us today. Thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to share with us uh, uh, the good information about the Jump Fund. But please do stick with us as we now turn our attention to our next guest, Mary Cedric. She is Director of Women's Business Center uh, here in Chattanooga. Yes, that's correct. That's right. And how long has the business center been around? Uh, the business center has been in Chattanooga. It's an SBA-funded uh, grant opportunity since 2001. Mm-hmm. At that time, uh, we did a name change in 2010 to be known as the Brightbridge Women's Business Center. But it offers uh, counseling and training to small businesses. Our target market is women, but we are not limited to serve only women because there's others. And we have wonderful resource partners throughout the community here. Located in this building actually is the Tennessee Small Business Development Center, Sharon Moreland. And uh, we work with uh, the Urban League. We work with uh, Launch Chattanooga. Uh, it goes on and on. Collab. Mm-hmm. There's there's a lot of partners in this community. is very rich with those resources that help entrepreneurs. And we're one in that pack. And, and small business is such a broad uh, term. How do you define a small business? By whatever SBA says, but most of the people that come through us would be uh, a small business. Uh, most of the ones that come out to start, they're usually not going to have more than 49 people. So that's one of the criteria okay. right there. But most of them, when they're starting out, sometimes it's a job just for themselves and a friend. Mm-hmm. or And then for them, it might be the part-time job or they're starting out very small. And keeping their real job, but then doing this one as a part-time to transition, which is sometimes quite advisable when you don't know for sure that your market have you really done your good market analysis to figure out if, if what you do will support you financially? Because that's what it's about, too. You're not mm-hmm. just out there to just do your thing. You're mm-hmm. doing your thing so that you can economically impact the community. 
And some of those businesses you just described, I call that RSB, really small business. Yes, that's when right. When it's just you and your your neighbor, or you and your sister, or whoever it may be. Right, right. So. And you know, but that's you know, sometimes if you don't have another uh, avenue right now, uh, you know, it's an opportunity, right? Yeah, right. You and know. some people define their small business uh, on, on the revenue, number of employees, uh, number of, of uh, clients, what have you. But you saying you go by the SBA's definition of a small business. That's correct. Yes, mm-hmm. sir. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and, and the SBA is always doing great things out there to help small businesses. Uh, get coaching or counseling or training or partnering with people that may help you advance your business. So we, we, we're big supporters of the SBA here at Business Radio well, X. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, and supporters of the Brightbridge Inc. as well here in Chattanooga. So, um, and so talk a little more detail about some of the products and services you offer some of these young women entrepreneurs or, or seasoned women entrepreneurs. Yes, that's right. Because it does, it, the SBA has a program called the Onc. Encore entrepreneur, which is the one over 50, mm-hmm. and that you would, you know, maybe you've finished a career and now you're going to do something that you really want to do. And so it might be totally different than what your occupation's been. But as far as what do we do, the products and services are, we are highlighted to do mostly training and counseling. So training in all aspects. And what we've decided or we have gone upon this last, oh, maybe three or four months is we've really looked at the business toolkit. And talked about, hey, what's, what's a business plan? Do you have the skill sets to be an entrepreneur? Um, and then, uh, the other aspect is pricing your product. It's not always just being the lowest cost product out there because you have to sustain that level of income. So let's, let's make sure we price our product right. We do another one on marketing. So we're looking Mm -hmm. at those key business essentials that a new business owner would want to be working, want to have in their, in their toolkit. But you're the director of the business center. So you're out there actively promoting the center, making sure operations are running effectively. Uh, Is that kind of what your day to day is over there? That's right. And, and to make sure with those, like with that training to connect with the customer base to see, Hey, is this really what you want to have being taught here? Connecting with an instructor to make sure that they have the skill sets to teach the class, you know, that type of thing. But like you said, making the decisions. And the other part of what we do is the counseling. So mm-hmm. we are actively involved. Okay. So, Hey, maybe you've been to this training and now I really need to know more about doing my own business plan. We do not write the business plan. We do assist in evaluation and next steps of the business plan. We can coach you through getting that together. But then, uh, cause, a lot of times, as Chrissy did mention earlier, capital is, an, uh, is a need for the new business. So uh, what's really helpful about my organization, Brightbridge, is that they have multiple opportunities to actually finance. It's all loans. There are no grants. There are no grants for the businesses. No grants. People yeah. listen. No grants. All loans. <laughs> well, it, yes, yeah, at least right. that's what we have access to as well, uh, for sure. And, uh, but there's a, if there is a good business plan, there is an opportunity to find funding. Now, there may be some things you'll say, well, I, I, my credit score is such and such. Well, then that's maybe what we do in the counseling is mm-hmm. look to see how do you improve your credit score? You know, do that before you go to the bank. Don't go to the bank and realize my credit score is such a, such a level that I can't even, you know. Mm-hmm. So that, that's the kind of homework that we do in our counseling sessions is, is getting that in line and, uh, helping them do their financial projections because you got to know what the balance sheet is. You have to know what the profit loss statement is. And I'm talking the very elementary and compared to what Christine has mentioned earlier, you know, it's, it's just those learning tools and techniques that the, a new business owner, cause they know about their product. They know what they want to make, but they may not be uh, very versed in making it so that they, they can actually have a living off of it. You know, just because you love to do something doesn't mean necessarily that you need to be in the business of making that something. 
Now, is is your uh, Brightbridge Inc. Are, are you funded by the SBA, or how do you make money over there okay. at the at the organization? Well, uh, Brightbridge Inc. is a five hundred one c three. We're a nonprofit, economic development uh, uh, concern. But Brightbridge WBC, the Women's Business Center, is funded via grant uh, from SBA, and then that grant is matched by local uh, funds. So, uh, so answer that question. Yeah. Just the only part of S- uh, Brightbridge that gets SBA grant money is the Women's Business the Center. Business. Now, what about the cost to the client themselves? Uh, what does that look like? Uh, the cost to the client themselves, all the counseling, any counseling you would get from an SBA resource is free. Nice. It is totally free. And, um, and you kind of drive that ship. If, if the counselor that you work with says you need to do this and you do it, then this next step. But if you don't do that, it's like, okay, wait a minute, mm-hmm. you know. But, and I'm not saying we try to be rude or, you know, cruel to people, but, you know, let's, let's work with this. Take the as advice that's giving. Right. Yeah, you yeah. know, let's, let's work together as a team to figure out what the next steps are. But, and as far as the training right now, our training at this point is, is all free of charge. If there were ever a cost, like with, there was a meal associated with it, then, then we would, we work our best to trying to not pass that charge off to the customer. But but we all know that things cost money. But anyway, right now our training is all free of charge. So, so. no charge to the client. If you're a small business owner, um, uh, women or, or men, right. and you need help, you can just pick up the phone and call, set up a meeting, and come on in and sit down and talk about things. No charge at all. That is correct. Yes. Well, that's great. And then you can also lean on you for counseling and guidance. Mm-hmm. Some, uh, you say coaching or, uh, help of the business plan, but not help writing it. Some, we can help write it, but we won't write it. Won't write it for you. Right. That's correct. But you, right. it's, uh, but you can provide guidance on things to correct or add or remove. Right. Or, you know. In your financial projections, you know, uh, in fact, recently we looked at one and it's like, okay, your, your sales aren't even going to pay for your, uh, your payroll. So yeah. how do you expect to pay for other things? So it's that type of stuff, you know, so we do look at the projections. Again, we're at a very elementary level at that, but we have tools and techniques that are helpful to the, the business owner to say, or potential business owner say, Hey, you know, this, this, this is more like a hobby. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not saying that's bad, but it, it's just, it's good to do that type of research before you start it. Right. And, and then after you've already and just been knowing in. that there's resources out there like this that it can help you for free. I mean, it doesn't cost you anything but time and effort to get over there and sit down, and you can take the advice or you can leave it. That's correct. It, you know, it certainly would be advisable to take it, but it, it's not mandatory that you you know execute some of those plans that you put in place. That is correct. Is at the end of the day, or actually at the beginning of the session, it's we always ensure that the customer that this is your business, this is your decision. It's we. If they ever ask for a referral, we give them more than one because it's their decision to go proceed to the next step. Mm-hmm. It's not we we assist in the in the movement of you know of the process in progress of it, but we don't. We're not the you know. It's right. up to them to make it happen. No, I understand. We're talking with Mary Cedric. She is director of the Women's Business Center at Brightbridge Inc. Is there any other entrepreneurial resources that you partner yourself with other than the SBA? Oh, uh, like I said, the Urban League. Yep. They work with us Mentioned in the them. chamber, of course, and CoLab we do things with, Launch mm-hmm. Chattanooga. And uh and I think the entrepreneurial community here within Chattanooga is very friendly to each other. We play nice. We all know which other we have a, a decent understanding of what we do. And I think we've all picked are all a little bit different so that we can refer clients among and to each other. And so I think it I, like I said, I think we um it's a great community to be part of. Yeah, so you, you think the business culture here in Chattanooga is very supportive of one another? 
Yes. And, and you could see it growing uh, because um, this is, like I said, our third trip through Chattanooga. And each time I'm more and more impressed about how everybody's connected one way or the other. And, but yet everybody is pulling for one another to succeed. Right. And that that's, it makes the community be, have economic success. And that's yeah. what we're about. Right. I don't care if one other one does it before me. I, you know, I'm about the community. You know, right. And Chattanooga has got a great business community and everything from the technology arena, the startups to some of these uh, healthcare companies. And just last time through, we interviewed quite a few 3D printing companies, which is a big deal here in the Chattanooga area. So I'm um, just super excited to be talking to all these good folks here in the Chattanooga area and learning about the businesses that they're out there supporting. So anything else about the Women's Business Center or Brightbridge Inc. that you want to share? I have one more thing. Uh, we are starting, or we just got it approved today to be part of a program called Innovate Her 2016. It's a challenge for women business owners to um, present their business plans and more information is going to be out about this. But uh, it will be, uh, here's our criteria. The SBA is looking for entrepreneurs to create a product or service that meets the following needs has measurable impact on the lives of women and families. That was the first one. The second one has the potential for commercialization. And then the third one fills a need in the marketplace. So we're going to be working with and having a contest here locally or in this region to get a business plan together and have pick a winner. And there is a potential after the fact. We have to have things submitted to SBA by December. So we're on a little bit of a short time frame, but, mm-hmm. you know, we can get it done. Um, and then there is an opportunity to go to DC and then I think the prize package for the top three is around $70,000. So an opportunity, you know, to let the women business owners tell us tell yep. about their product and maybe there's an opportunity then for to get the real things. How exciting. Capital. Yeah. That, that's mm-hmm. great. It's, it, it's something that could really bring a lot of attention to women business and as well as your organization and, and the good work that you're doing across the board. So, yes. thank you. Oh, well, and any uh, other ways that people can find out more information about your organization or get in touch with you? Uh, just to the website, uh, brightbridgewbc.org. Mm-hmm. And uh, then my email address, mcedric at uh, brightbridgeinc.org. Mm-hmm. And uh, the yeah, the phone number there, that's, I think it's 423-648-9253. I also see you're on LinkedIn. You can contact Mary there, Mary Cedric. I spell S-E-D-R-I-C-K. Link up with her there if you want to ask her anything professionally um, or about the business center itself. Um, also on Facebook, you can follow them at Brightbridge WBC Women's Business Center right here in Chattanooga, doing great things. Mary Cedric, Director of Women's Business Center, thank you so much for joining us today. I appreciate that. And uh, it's been a wonderful talking with you. Please stick around as we turn our attention now to our um, our headlining act, which is uh, Stephanie Hayes. She is project manager of Startup Week. How are you doing, Stephanie? I'm good. How are you? I am excellent. And so you're here to share information with our listeners about Startup Week. Please tell us about that. So Startup Week um, in Chattanooga, it's the second year. We started last year. And it's a week-long series of community-led events um, to celebrate and inspire and encourage the entrepreneurial spirit of the city and, and what's going on here within the startup community. Um, so last year was the first year with great success. We had about 60 events. Um, and to me, the cool part about Startup Week is that the community comes together. So it's not one organization hosting this week. It's everybody in the community. It's our own startups. It's supporters, um, investors, people that are simply curious. Um, anybody can host an event. So this year, October 12th to 16th, Monday to Friday, we'll have we're about 100 events right now. And, what are these events? What do you do, uh, each individual event? Like, what do they entail? 
I mean, as you could imagine, with a hundred, there's there's something for everyone. There's right. everything. Um, to help kind of keep it organized for people, we've organized events into three tracks. So we have a social, uh, sorry, a social tech and creative track. So the social track focuses um, on social entrepreneurship and how people are using entrepreneurial thinking to solve civic issues and problems in their city and things like that. Um, and that's sponsored by Causeway. Um, we have a tech track sponsored by Comcast, which is tech startups and anything focused on tech. And then we have a creative track sponsored by Fancy Rhino um, that's geared towards all the startups that have something to do with creativity, whether it's food or music or art. Um, so those kind of events. Um, then we have everything from we have, you know, like law and banking focused events mm. geared to, towards helping the startups. We have some of our own startups showcasing um, what they've been doing. We've got feats right here in this building. Um, they're going to allow you to try on their 3D printed shoes, which is going to be very cool. Um, Bellhops, which has grown enormously in the past year, is going to host a session on how to raise capital. Um, Torch, which I think is launching soon, is hosting something about the, um, the internet and kids and how you, you monitor and control that. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there's really everything. No, you're yeah. right. Uh, there's a big misconception I find a lot where people think startups is just a tech company. You know, you're just tech-based. But you could find a new way to clean windows, and that could be a startup company. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, I think, I mean, one of my favorite things about Chattanooga is how, how the community comes together and how collaborative it is. And you really, really see that in Startup Week. Um, we've got education-focused events. We have PEF showing their Teacherpreneur Showcase, um, which is a, a successful event in its own right. Um, the Hunter Art Museum is, is doing an event on how kind of artists and entrepreneurs work together. So um, Chattanooga is always coming together, and this week really proves that and proves that startups, you're right, are not just tech-focused. Yeah, and, and that's often the case I hear, uh, but we find it time and time again. You could just have a new idea, a new way to cut grass, and you've got to figure out how to get that out there to the marketplace so people can use your services. So it doesn't matter what your startup is. Um, sounds like Startup Week is a great place for you to do. Now, what if I was just an attendee, just want to browse around, see some of these events. I'm not a startup guy. I just like to be involved in the culture. There's an opportunity for me there. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And I think that's, we're trying to even encourage more of that this year because um, I moved to Chattanooga myself just three, four months ago um, because I felt like I, I'm from here. I left 11 years ago and I, I came back because I realized there was a lot of cool stuff happening here. Mm -hmm. um, startups being one of them. And I wanted to get to know more about it. And before this role, I, I didn't know that much about it. Um, and I think one of the great opportunities of the week is that people are hearing about the innovation district and the startup scene and all of these crazy things that are happening here, but maybe haven't had an opportunity to learn more just as kind of a spectator. Um, and with 100 events going on, every time of the day, Monday to Friday, there's there's really something for everybody to come. Yeah, so all day, Monday through Friday. And, and, and I think you mentioned before we went to air, well, this is an outdoor space? So we Some use of it River is? City um, yeah. kindly offers Miller Plaza as our base camp. So that's kind of the central hub during the week between events. Um, there's some events that happen there. But because it's community-led, there's events all throughout the downtown, um, office spaces or coffee houses or things like that. So um, if you go online, you'll see that you know, every time of day, there's something happening. Very, very few of them cost any money. Mm -hmm. The vast majority of them are free. Um, sometimes you have to register, but a lot of them, you can just show up and, and come come see what's going on. Right. And, and um, But how do you kind of manage it all yourself? As someone who's putting this all together with all these different locations, all these different companies, seems like a lot of uh, plates are spinning in the air for you. How do you manage all that? I mean, I think I have the easy easy job. <laughs> I'm do. not I'm not organizing the events. I'm just managing all the people that are. So, um, 
another great thing about Chattanooga is everybody's everybody's doing it themselves. Um, yeah. And I just have to get people to, to come and show up and make sure it fits in our schedule. Um, one of the things we are doing this year to help keep it organized is we're using a website called Sched. Mm-hmm. I think is how you say it. It's S-C-H-E-D, like schedule, um, dot org. And you can actually go online if you visit our website and build your own personal startup week calendar, which I think is, is really helpful because um, there's 100 events and you obviously can't attend all of them. But if, if people visit startupweekcha.com, you can sign up and actually kind of build your own schedule Monday to Friday of three or four So you can see the calendar of all the events, where they're taking place, the time and a place, and you can kind of say, I want to go to this one, then I want to go to this one, and build your own kind of mm-hmm. itinerary and out of all that. I think they'll email you every day before and say, here's what you've signed up for the next day. Um, yeah, and it's, it, it's sorted. It, again, you can you can organize by the tracks we've created, social tech or creative, um, and then you can also organize by the type of event. If you just want to go to parties all week, you could yeah. do that. If you want to go to workshops only, you could do that. If you're just interested in speakers, um, panel discussions, performances, pitch events, um, we've tried to make it as easy as possible for, for people to navigate the hundred events that are right. happening. And, and in Atlanta, we come across these startup events all the time. I've been involved with quite a few of them, but this is the first I've heard with this number of people, this spread out over a city lasting this long. So it, this is kind of big deal. Yeah, it's, it's great. They're happening all over the country. And actually, um, we have two kickoff speakers. We have Gary Vaynerchuk coming to kick the week off lunchtime on Monday, um, which is great. And you do actually need a ticket for that one. And we're kind of half sold out already. It's free. Um, but then in the evening, we have Andrew Hyde, who founded Startup Weeks across the country. He's, he's from Boulder. Um, this one was born out of the fact that uh, Tiffany Robinson and Paige Southerd from River City went to Denver a little while ago and saw that one of these was happening and thought, wow, this is this is really something mm-hmm. Chattanooga needs. Um, but we were, in our first year last year, we heard recently that we were one of the biggest in terms of events. So we continue to keep growing, um, and it'll be great this year to welcome Andrew to speak about the importance of growing a startup community and about how important weeks like this are to this kind of a community. Yeah, and then uh, talk about the end of the week. Is you guys have like a big wrap-up party, whether it be awards ceremony or presentations, anything like that? Yep, it's the second year of the Startup Awards, which actually happens on the Thursday night, um, which is, again, a fabulous opportunity to celebrate what's going on in the community and, and kind of give people some credit for all the hard work they've been doing. I think there's 23 award categories there. Nice. Um, nominations have already closed, but um, that'll be a really fun evening to celebrate them and then just, you know, get to know everybody and see what's going on and have a mm-hmm. big party. Um, and then we do still have a full day of events on that Friday after the Startup Awards. Um, so it really And then the week. after party, right? That's And everybody. then there's an after party right, everybody on, on will be. Parkway. Yeah, the evenings, yeah. I mean, there's plenty of parties. Um Amidst to all the educational workshops and panels. and Somebody like should that. come up with a startup party kit or something <laughs> like that. So we're talking with Stephanie Hayes. She's project manager for Startup Week here in Chattanooga, taking place October 12th through the 16th. You can go online to startupweekcha.com for your calendar of events. Also to purchase tickets to some of these uh, keynote speakers or breakout sessions, whatever people want to know. Um, and I imagine this is something you're going to grow in the future. Hopefully be around next year and do it again, right? I hope so. I'm a little mm-hmm. concerned how you how you pack more than 100 events into a week. I've, I've been joking <laughs> that we need Startup Month. but um, No, that's a great idea, right? Going yeah. on. I'll start that. I got startupmonth.com. You can buy that from me <laughs> later, right? So, uh, But yeah, you can see this growing and expanding and, and really highlighting those good you know, uh, businesses that are right here in the Chattanooga area. Right. And I think going back to what Christina said earlier, um, the fact that we have the Angel Summit right in the middle of Startup Week and we're getting attention from um, people outside of Chattanooga, um, kind of acknowledging that what's going on here is really special is is a great 
added bonus. Yeah, and I'll tell some of my angel friends back in Atlanta they need to take a trip up here for that week Absolutely. and be part of that because I, I just think it's going to be a great synergy that's happening. People are networking, businesses are growing, and, and, and relationships are being made. So right there during Startup Week here in Chattanooga. Um, and so some of the other key events going on, you said you had keynote speakers, you have award ceremony, uh, any other can't-miss opportunities for folks that they need to be aware of? There's, I can't um, emphasize enough, there's something for everyone. One of the things we said going into this is that it can't be a sales pitch and it can't be come see what we're doing. It needs to um, be meaningful to the community and be helpful and educational. So we, we told event hosts from the get-go that it needs to help entrepreneurs save time, um, save money, or just at the basis of it, have a meaningful event. So what that means is we have a lot of really quality kind of workshops and panels and, and stuff that should really help the entrepreneurs here. So go to the website and check it out, and I'm sure everybody can get into big arguments about what's the best event to go to in the week. Well, sounds good. Thank you so much, Stephanie Hayes, for joining us here today on Chattanooga Business Radio. If there's anything we can do here at Business Radio X to continue to help get the word out for you or support your mission, please let us know. We'd be happy to do so. But in the meantime, tell folks how they can find you or learn more about Startup Week here in Chattanooga. The best thing to do is go to startupweekcha.ca, so startupweekcha.com, um, and start building your schedule. Sounds good to me. I'm going to go look that up this evening and see if I can't be a part of that myself. So thank you so much for joining us. Uh, but let's revisit our guest here one more time before we get out. Back to Christina Montague, managing partner of the Jump Fund. Um, you know, when you're not over there helping people grow their business, what do you like to do in your off time mm -hmm. to kind of refocus and keep you motivated? Well, I have two teenagers, so that keeps me pretty So there busy. is no off time, right? You're probably <laughs> no doing soccer time. games, football um, games, the whole bit, right? <laughs> thank God for my supportive husband. Yeah, right? <laughs> I can do my work. Very good. Shout out um, to the husband yeah, there. Yeah, right? that's great. No, uh, no, I love Chattanooga. I'm actually originally from Seattle, Washington. I've been here for 20 years now, and there are just so many wonderful things to take part of here in Chattanooga. Mm -hmm. I mean, recreation-wise, you know, it's great. Um, I actually am very involved in local theater here. So, um, Are you an I, actor? I am an actor. Or actress, I Actress. Say, yeah. I'm an actress, and so are my nice. two children. So we are very involved in that Fun. scene, and that's something we all love to do together. So. Very good. Yeah, so a yeah. family who acts together stays that's right. together. That's, that's right. what they and say. And my husband just gets to be in the audience. He loves it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. He's there to support you. So um, so very good. So again, the folks can go to thejumpfund.com, or they can follow you on Twitter, the Jump Fund. You can find all the criteria on the website of what it takes to apply to uh, get funding. Uh, so make sure you meet that criteria first before you decide to submit your application. Have your ducks in a row. Otherwise, uh, Christina might not be able to help you. So, uh, <laughs> uh, But uh, certainly encourage folks we to We turn go. you on to other people like yeah, Mary right. or you somebody else. We try nice. to be helpful in some way. <laughs> Good. Well, we're glad to hear it. It sounds like you're very helpful to the business community. Thank you so much for joining us here today. Hopefully, we can visit again real soon here on Business Radio X. Thanks, Ryan. My pleasure. And Mary, Director of Women Business Center and Brightbridge, Inc., when you're not over there helping young women or seasoned women grow into their business world, what do you like to do in the off time? Well, as I said earlier, I'm a I'm the, from the Missouri area, and I'm an avid St. Louis Cardinal fan, so go Cards. Go no, Cards, Red right? Nation, Cardinal Nation. Is yeah, okay. Yeah. So you're a big baseball lover, right? Mm -hmm. Do you go and watch the local team here, the Lookouts? I'm still a Cardinal fan. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, I know. No, yeah, the minor not, leagues. Not too much. No, know, not too much. Our, my, as Christina said, I have. She has children as well as I do. Mm -hmm. Mine are grown and gone, so we spend a lot of our spare time going back to Missouri with family, okay. or to South Carolina with another family, or to the Tacoma, Washington, is where one daughter is. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm going to be a grandmother soon, so hey, we're going to go visit there too. So that's what I do in my spare time. Yeah, big family. family. Yeah. That's good, mm -hmm. and uh, mm -hmm. you're creating a 
business family as well here with women and young startups. Uh, so continue the good work, and thank you so much for joining us. And again, if we can help you here at Business Radio X, get the word out about your mission, about women in business here in the Chattanooga area, please let us know. We'd be happy to do so. Wonderful. All thank right. You. And uh, back to you, Stephanie Hayes, Startup Weeks coming October 12th through the 16th. People can go online to Startup Week cha.com to find out the calendar events and the list of everything um, and so once this is all said and done and the week's wrapped up uh, I'm sure you're looking forward to some downtime and some off time what are you going to do I don't know I am um, <laughs> as much as I love Chattanooga I love traveling so do you getting some traveling in during the Christmas holidays will be good and I came here from India and before that was in London and China so. yeah so you're I'm an interna- here for a while, but I don't intend to. You're stop an international that. traveler, not just a weekend trip to the coast. Well, I, I actually, I haven't. It's embarrassing that I've I've probably been to more countries than I have states. So now that I'm back in the states, I, I plan to do some traveling. Explore here. the good old USA. Absolutely. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, but you know, Chattanooga's a great town. We're I'm sure they're happy to have you back here after being gone all those years, and you're adding great value to the community and bringing a great event like startup week is just the tip of the iceberg for you here in the chattanooga area so um so happy travels to you and uh, happy startup week and hopefully that goes off well so um folks we encourage you to get out there and go to startupweek.cha.com for more information about that and thank you to all of our guests here today on this episode of chattanooga business radio it's been a wonderful exciting edition learning about all the great work that they're doing and how they're changing the world but if your company is out there doing something interesting to generally serve your market, your community, and your profession, reach out to us directly on the contact page of the website and pitch us your story, businessradiox.com. Thank you to Stone Payton and Lee Cantor for making this happen. And on behalf of the entire Business Radio X network, I'm Ryan McPherson. We will see you on the radio.